Welcome to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. Leaders are the heartbeat of any organization. Let Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler share with you the pathway to becoming a top leader in your organization. Now, here are your hosts, Dr. Greenberg and Dr. Nadler. Welcome to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. I'm Dr. Relly Nadler, Dr. Kathy Greenberg, my esteemed host for the last 13 years of us doing this show uh, is here too. And between Kathy and I, you know, we have helped thousands of leaders to perform in the top 10%. And these days we're really focusing on emotional brilliance, you know, the title of our new book. You can go to our website, um, www.eblifebook.com, and we have a whole suite of uh, tools and things that you can do. And the goal really is to help you expand, improve, select the best emotional intelligence competencies to master the moment. As we like to say, everything kind of happens in, in the moment. And before I go further, let me bring on Dr. Kathy Greenberg. Kathy and I have been doing this for years, as I've mentioned, and she is a much-in-demand speaker, TV radio personality. She has a free iPhone app, Your Happiness Now, and then you can see all the tools and stuff that we have uh, on our website, as I was mentioned, for eblife.com. Kathy, welcome. Thanks, Riley. I'm uh, really uh, curious about today's show, Um, curious and excited. Dan Silverman, who uh, is the author of Be Different, The Key to Business and Career Success, Uh, is going to be back on today talking about a whole different subject, but related to being different and career success, and that is lessons learned from our current president, Donald Trump. So today should be a pretty interesting show. Uh, I know that, um, you know, Stan is an amazing uh, thought leader in the area of uh, business and leadership, Uh, and I'm really... Um, I'm just so, as you can hear in my voice, I'm like, it's like, how are we going to get all this into one show? But I'm sure we will. And, uh, Raleigh, before we do, um, I'm thinking maybe let's start with some of the reasons why we are now switching to emotional brilliance. And let me just say to everybody who's listening, we have a, pardon me, we have a gift for you. And the gift is a seven-day all-access membership to the uh, Emotional Brilliance Academy. So do yourself a favor. Do your loved ones, your family, your friends, your colleagues, and if you're a leader, do others uh, a, a really big service and go to the website and pick up our free seven-day trial. Uh, you will find so many wonderful things there for you to uh, help make you a better you right now in the moment. And I cannot emphasize enough how much we all need it. The world is in such chaos right now, and we need a little bit of relief. And hopefully this gift to you from us will help you find some peace. So if you just go to the website, 
that you always use to pick up the show, you'll see a banner. And all you need to do is press, do you want more emotional brilliance? And it's right there for you. So before we bring our friend Stan on, I just want to say a couple of things about Relly, and then we'll get right into the show, Relly. Um, and again, I'd like you to just remind everybody why we are moving from emotional intelligence to emotional brilliance, in addition to the seven wonderful books you've written. And of course, everybody loves and um, reads and leverages your book on um, emotional intelligence. Uh, Obviously, it's been around for a long, long, long time. Uh, And it's just uh, one of those books that everybody keeps on their desk and their bookshelf. And uh, when you think about leading with emotional intelligence, you think about the hundreds of free tools and exercises that Dr. Relly Nadler has given you over the years, and now we're going to be giving you even more. And one of his most recent books, Physician Burnout, is getting great reviews by, of course, our heroes in healthcare who need it so much right now. And, of course, you can get Relly's app, which is Leadership Keys. You can just go to the iApp store and put in Leadership Keys, and you'll find Dr. Relly Nadler's um, gifts to you there as well. We both try to give away as much as we can to as many as we can, especially in today's pandemic environment. So, Relly, I'm going to just turn it over to you for a minute to talk about why emotional brilliance, and then we're going to bring Stan on. Okay. Well, um, Kathy and I have, you know, been having our show, like I mentioned, for 13 years, and both of us, you know, are experts in emotional intelligence. And I think as we collaborated together and, you know, Kathy's good work over the years, you know, with the military and with the uh, law enforcement, um, put together this idea of emotional brilliance. And really what it is is when you think of all the strengths that somebody has, and there's a, you know, there's a lot of EI competencies, emotional intelligence competencies, depending on which one you look at. There's either 15 with the emotional quotient inventory. Which ones do you select, and how do you pick the right one for the right moment? And I think we'll you know, get Stan's perspective on this also. But really, you demonstrate your brilliance in the moment. It's not something you're studying ahead of time and um, <clears throat> you may get some information, but in the moment, what do you retrieve? What do you summon? What do you bring forth so you have just the right response in the right moment? And so that's what we're looking at, this idea of emotional brilliance. You know, you're going to be making a presentation, let's say, <clears throat> in front of a group. Well, if you're on video, what do you... What do you select for your outfit? You know, if you're on video, maybe what's your favorite blouse or shirt? I mean, it's something that's going to just fit the moment. That's what we're looking at. And what tools, what strengths, what do you bring forward? So in the moment, you will be your best. And, Kathy, that's really what we're <clears throat> looking at. Maybe you can say a little bit more. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> i got a little frog in my throat I know. Uh, throat here. We both, we both have the Monday frog. <laughs> that's what I call it. It's the Monday frog. And um, for those of you who've, uh, you know, been resting and giving yourself some time to recover from all of the incidents, you know, that have been going on around us 
um, as we, you know, learn of everything going on around um, not only the pandemic, but around the um, elections coming up, uh, we are really in the business of helping people. And so we get a little froggy once in a while because we're on 24-7, and that includes the weekend. So some of us get a break, (laughs) and some of us don't. But um, let me talk a little bit about... Yeah, I was going to talk a little bit about Stan. Yeah. And, um, you know, I met... I adore Stan. I don't get to see enough of him. Um, I follow his blogs, which I love. Um, I never would have guessed um, so long ago. I can't even remember how long ago it was. But early, early in my career, I was a a partner uh, at a company called Computer Sciences Corporation. And um, their focus, you know, was on improving systems technology uh, and, and change. And I was fortunate enough to sit down uh, with the CEO of a, a large company that was focused on such change, and they had specifically put Stan in that position. And Stan has been a gift to me in many, many ways. But most importantly, I, I feel very strongly that what Stan shares every day in his post, and you really need, you, if you're not getting his post, I'm going to make sure that when we bring Stan on, he tells you how to get them uh, so I don't give you any wrong information. But I want to make sure that that you get connected to this man um, every day. And you will be not only enlightened, uh, but you will start to think differently. You know, he's, pardon me, there's the frog again. He has had experience as a leader himself. He was five years um, as the CEO uh, and a director uh, on numerous boards and, and working uh, for and observing both great and, as he likes to say, not so great leaders, which is a, a gentle way of, of saying that many of us have come into contact with toxic leaders. Um, but, you know, working for and observing um, these leaders, he's learned a lot. And so he's taken uh, this life experience and he's created something wonderful. And he's provided a framework for identifying key traits of effective leaders who stand out above the crowd. And leaders um, you may never want to emulate. And we forget about those leaders because somehow they disappear from the media and we just assume they've gone about their business. But a lot of these folks reinvent themselves and they will come back time and time again uh, with different hats. And so Stan's framework is very important for us to pay attention to. What are some key traits of an effective leader beyond just achieving results? And that's the magic that Stan shares every day in his post. So today, we're very fortunate. Stan is going to share some leadership insights from his observations of President Trump over the past four years of his presidency. And as Dan says, he has provided uh, a treasure trove of lessons on leadership. And some people judge Trump favorably because he fulfilled some of his campaign promises. And we know that you watch the right 
channel on television or you read the right news blogs and you're going to feel like you have gotten everything you need from this president. On the other hand, there are other people who watch a different news show and read different blogs and feel otherwise. So Stan is going to go beyond these um, and he's going to consider more fundamental areas of leadership where Trump has demonstrated leadership character traits that, well, have fallen short of what we think of as a good leader. And we're going to talk about Trump's leadership traits, character and values, uh, both positive and not so great. We'll be right back. Don't miss this show. This is Leadership Development News. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and and influence so you and your team perform better. What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. Are you a fearless leader? Fearless leaders stop at nothing to win while engaging others through positive action. Fearless leaders operate with a strong sense of freedom. They embrace the courage to fail. They respond to challenges with resilience. They operate from a higher consciousness and they excel through a mindset for success to increase everyone's ROL or return on leadership. You can too. Let Dr. Kathy Greenberg and a rare team of special operations coaches help you realize your full potential at fearlessleadersgroup.com. The Fearless Leaders Group applies a powerful coach approach beyond tools and techniques by fundamentally transforming a leader's core abilities and approaches to any business in as little as 90 days. Act now and receive a free bonus. Go to fearlessleadersquiz.com. Take the free assessment and find out what you are truly capable of. Go to fearlessleadersquiz.com to find the fearless leader in you and discover how being fearless truly equals freedom. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers, with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. And we're talking with Stan Silverman, 
And he, his website is www.silvermanleadership.com. And as Kathy says, he's got some great blogs. You can click on all the different blogs. And Stan, your blog of October 19th in the Philadelphia Business Journal was about Donald Trump's leadership traits. And so maybe share a little bit about um, why you decide this. I mean, the election is, is tomorrow for folks who are uh, live here. And so... Tell us a little bit about how you decided to talk about Trump as a leader. Yes, sure, Ellie. First of all, I want to thank you and Kathy for inviting me again onto your show. It's always a lot of fun to participate with you uh, during our time together. Uh, So, again, thank you. And and thank you, Kathy, for that gracious uh, and kind introduction uh, before the break. Certainly appreciate it. So the article that I wrote... Um, which was uh, lessons learned from Trump's leadership style, uh, really drew a huge audience. Um, The article was published in the Philadelphia Business Journal, and I post all my articles on LinkedIn. And as of this morning, that uh, article uh, drew over 6,000 readers, which is by far the most I get within a two-week period of time. So, you know, obviously... Uh, his leadership style and the things he's done uh, are, are very interesting to people. And the reason I wrote it is because I just wanted to share uh, the lessons that he's taught us, some good lessons, some bad lessons. And I think this is very important for future leaders as they grow in their careers and move up the ladder to know how to act, how to become effective, what to do so that you're not effective. Because um, nobody wants to be ineffective, obviously, and so that's why that's why I wrote the article. Stan, <clears throat> let me just um, interject something here. So I don't know how many of you have been with Raleigh and I for thirteen years, but you may recall that we did a very similar show on Obama and Obama's leadership. And I just want to keep in mind that this is not a political statement. That's not what we're about. We're not about politics. We are not about um, influencing anyone's vote or their decisions about their party. Okay, so let me just preface that. What I find, pardon me, sorry, these frogs are bad today, uh, very interesting about your post was the attention it drew. And all you were trying to talk about, as I recall, are the teachable moments. And that's what we're focused on. So getting into the meat of the discussion today, why did you decide to even write about Trump as a leader? Because as leader of the United States, uh, the effectiveness of the president is very important to uh, to lead uh, our citizens, to lead our country. And uh, you can do that effectively, and you, or you can do that not so effectively, as it turns out. Obviously, he's pretty effective with half the people. The other half, uh, he's not so effective. And by the way, my comments today will not touch upon ideology or politics. I'm going to be very careful, and I was very careful in my article not to mention that, because I think it it detracts from the message I'm trying to, to convey with respect to leadership. So I'm not going to get into uh, politics or ideology because that's for somebody else. That's not for me. 
Perfect. And that's why I wanted to state that as well, because Raleigh and I do not want to, in any way, shape, or form, use this as a forum for politics or ideology. So thanks for that, Stan. So what, I, I don't what want that either. Key... I don't want that either. No, I, I know you don't. I know you don't. Um, what What is, to you, um, just... You know, I won't rally to chime in here, but what what are some of these key traits of an effective leader? And really, I'm going to kind of treat you as a, an interviewee as, at the same time, you know, from an EI standpoint. Because one of the things that I thought about Stan's post was how deeply these traits are connected to the behavior of what we are calling truly emotionally brilliant people being brilliant in the moment. And that's where we seem to see some of these, uh, I'll just call them deviations in that behavior of an effective leader. Yeah. So Stan, let's, let's jump into what, what are the key traits? I'll be glad to comment also of an effective leader. What do you see? Well, there, there's just a huge list of them, but I'm going to uh, just limit it to the the areas I covered in my article, or else we would be here for hours. Right. So, what does an effective leader do? Well, first of all, they do what they say they're going to do. They achieve what they promise. They achieve goals, and that's why people select them for being CEO of a company uh, or the president of the United States. And so, that's an extremely important goal extremely important trait, I should say. They keep their employees and those they serve safe. They create a sense of unity among those they lead. They possess emotional intelligence, and I think later on we'll get into that in great detail, given your interest in it and my interest in it. They value their credibility, and they show empathy. And to me, those are the ones I want to focus on today because I focus uh, how President Trump has performed his job and has led the country with respect to those uh, characteristics, those uh, traits and characteristics. You know, as you go through these, and Riley, I'm sorry, I just want to add this to the conversation. One of the things that I find uh, truly, uh, I want to say, complementary to Trump's leadership style is who he surrounds himself with, and in particular, Pence. Because as you talk about someone who shows empathy or demonstrates credibility, um, and we can all judge these things from a political standpoint. We are judging them only from a leadership standpoint. I think what we're also going to see along the way and I'm not sure, Stan, if you're prepared to talk about this or not, and if not, that's fine. I think a lot of the Trump leadership traits that people see him fall short on, he relies on those around him, including Pence, to hold the weight. And don't we often do that, though, in our leadership um cabinets, right, whether in corporate America or in the military, we try to pull complementary people around us to help us with the things that we're not good at, uh, especially in 
the emotional intelligence trait. You know, so we might pick a marketing person who is more of a people person. We might pick a chief information officer who's more of a detailed person and can influence others um, in a like manner. Do you see what I'm saying? I'm just making sure that as we move through the conversation, we also try to look at how he is trying to rebalance some of his behaviors. They're very different from the first two years. And I see the most change in those behaviors in the last six months. But I'm just putting that out there again as just data for processing our conversation. So, uh, Riley, why don't you go ahead and... Yeah. and uh, well, so, Stan, let's, let's go through your list. Thanks, Kathy, for that. So, on doing what he said he would do, which basically, you know, is, is um, helpful in regards to trusting their leader, what would you say about Trump, you know, is doing what uh, he said he would do? Well, uh, and let, let's go through the list, because he's done a lot with respect to doing what he said he was going to do, whether you agree with it or not. Uh, half the country probably agrees and half doesn't. But Trump has certainly delivered on renegotiating trade agreements, uh, North American free trade agreement uh, he renegotiated successfully. He built a wall along a southern border uh, to stem the flow of uh, illegal immigration. Uh, he passed a tax cut. Um, he helped broker a peace deal between the United Arab Emirates and Bahrain and, uh, and Israel. Uh, and he oversaw a very strong economy. Um, so one, one can disagree on the merits of these accomplishments, but he did say that uh, he was going to do these things, and he did them. Uh, plus other things, too, which, um, you know, there's a list of things that I haven't uh, yet mentioned, but he, he basically uh, uses that as uh, one of his selling points to be reelected. And the, then if the we kind of go through the list. Um, yeah, wanna, yeah, Riley, that. sorry. Um, no, that's okay. I just want to interject that I think those are all fair statements, right? So let's, you know, just park that for a second and say, okay, this, this, this leader um, has been effective in putting all of those things that he said he was going to do, right, into action. So now, really, before we move on, I just want to make sure that we're clear about each one of these traits before we yeah. jump into the next one. Right. And I think this goes to one of the things that we'll talk about from the EI level. That it's also stands similar to the credibility. And I mentioned trust. And, you know, one of the things from your leaders, do, do they do what they said they're going to do? And one of the results of that is you're going to be able to trust them more. All right, so let's go through the next one, Stan, that you had is, is in the midst of a pandemic, uh, has Trump kept us safe? Uh, well, I have to say the, the data shows uh, the answer is no, uh, absolutely not. Um, he basically has downplayed the pandemic from the beginning. Uh, early on, he called it a hoax. Uh, he didn't listen to his experts, which, um, uh, to our detriment, I think. And, you know, when I wrote the article 19 days ago, we were at uh, seven point. Um, let me get this correct. I'm sorry. Uh, 
217,000 deaths in the United States, which was 74% of the total deaths, total combat deaths uh, for the United States in World War II, 74%. Yeah. We are now this morning at 231,000 deaths, and we're at 79% of the combat deaths during World War II, and it continues to climb. I'm just wondering when we're going to hit 100% of the combat mm-hmm. deaths, which I think was 292 thousand, if I'm not mistaken. And to me, that is just absolutely incredible. It's absolutely incredible. Um, He downplayed what the governors wanted to do with respect to closing businesses. Uh, He basically uh, fomented, well, I don't want to get into the politics here again, okay, so I'm not not going to go there. Uh, He could have done a much, much better job at doing what a president and a leader is supposed to do which is to protect their people. So when I had my board meetings, you know, I come from the chemical industry, which could be a very hazardous uh, industry. At the beginning of every board meeting, before we talked about the financial results and the numbers, we talked about health, safety, environmental incidents at our plants. Uh, we spent a half an hour on it. The board wanted to know when the, incident, when the accidents occurred, what we did, what we're going to do to prevent them going forward. We operated 58 plants around the world in 19 countries. They wanted to know how quickly the, uh, the information on a particular accident got out to the plant managers around the world so they knew they, if they had a potential uh, hazard in their plant. We were extremely focused on it. And I wasn't the singular CEO uh, from the chemical industry that underwent that. Every CEO of every chemical company has that kind of focus because if you don't have focus, people die. And so I compare Trump a lot to a CEO of a public company or a private company. And we'll talk about that later. He doesn't measure up, in my view. So he's not kept us safe. And he continues not to keep us safe. He holds uh, super spreader events. People get sick. um, And he doesn't care. He just doesn't care. People will take Well, before uh, we, uh, I was just going to say, Stan, just hang on to that thought right there because we're going to have to go to a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk more about Trump's leadership traits. You're listening to Leadership Development News. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business. Listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. 
Welcome back to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers. We're talking with a top performer now, Stan Silverman. You can see him at uh, his website, and we're talking about some of his blogs, most recently on on uh, Trump's leadership um, styles and criteria. And you can get in touch with Stan at, at um, his website, which is uh, SilvermanLeadership.com. And so, Stan, we're going through the list that you had from your, your one of your blogs, and the next one is creates a sense of unity. Um, we're talking about leaders and, and their ability, and you have a nice little checklist of what are the key ones. So what about that in regards to Trump? This the creates a sense of uni- unity. Well, I, I think, Rally, thanks for the question. I think um, he created a sense of unity for the people who followed him for his base, he has them uh, in, a, in, a, um, um, in a way that's completely unified, and uh, he basically focuses on them. He doesn't focus on the rest of the country. I'm going to read a quote from his inaugural speech uh, from 2007, 2016, and President Trump stated, I say it, quote, I say it is now time for us to come together as one united people. I pledge to every citizen of our land that I will be president for all Americans, and this is just so important to me, unquote. Well, he certainly hasn't done that, has he? And um, he doesn't, he acts like he just doesn't care. He only cares about getting reelected. Um, yet you wonder why he keeps saying what he does, because my own view is that he tends to drive votes away whenever uh, he says something which uh, is against unity. And so we're, the country is, uh, is not unified at all. Uh, we're ununified, and probably to the greatest extent, in my, certainly my life, and by any president that's held the office. Uh, he's not a unifier. And if you're going yeah, to be the CEO funny. of a company, and this is a lesson for all of our leaders, yeah. you've got to unify your people. You've got to unify your people um, with a, a vision and a mission which they can buy into, which taps into uh, their sense of purpose. You have to have credibility. You have to have trust. Um, and what do I mean by that? Uh, you can't lie to your people. You have to tell them the facts. I used to hold town meetings and business reviews uh, around the country. And when we were reviewing uh, the quarterly results, uh, we'd have probably 70 or 80 people in our conference room at headquarters, and I'd be broadcast around the world uh, on Internet. And I can tell by the people in the audience, if I try to blow through a business that's not doing so well and, and don't talk about it, I lose their attention. I lose their eyeballs. They're looking at their, at the time it was blackberries, not anymore. Uh, they're looking at the ceiling. They start talking to their neighbors. So you got to just tell them because they already know. Just tell them the truth. And if you don't tell them the truth, you lose credibility and trust. And when you lose credibility and trust, you're dead. You're dead. You might as well go someplace else, especially with your board. I, I'm you with you. I just want to say that. And you're dead. So I'm not sure if everybody remembers <clears throat> who's on this call um, today, the broadcast, when Clinton and Al Gore were uh, our leaders. And there was a great divide between their speaking techniques. And I happened to know their speechwriter at the time. And they had the same speechwriter. The difference in their ability to unify people was that 
uh, Clinton's arms and body would stay within the box, right? His arms and hands would stay within the box. Whereas, unfortunately, Al Gore would say, I want to bring people together and create unity, but his arms would be extended. And so people tap into not only the information that's being provided to them, they also tap into the body language and they tap into the expression. Even when they agree with what someone is saying, they will often off-track and become derailed because the person's behavior and their voice intonation and the way they're holding their hands are in conflict with what's coming out of their mouths. So I, I hear what you're saying, and I hear the passion with which you're saying it, Stan. I'm just giving the audience, you know, a little bit of a, a balance, and I'm going to play that role throughout this um, conversation. So as we go into the next uh, component here, the next trait, and I want to get them out for everybody, okay? The first one is, does what he said he will do? We said yes. Then we said keeps their employees and those they serve safe. And Stan was saying, did not believe that was the case. And he's giving good evidence. Creates a sense of unity again. Um, there's the evidence. So, Stan, as, as we go through this, I know you're also um, comparing them to your great leadership style. Um, I want to keep in mind that as we go through this, that we also add, uh, again, really, because we've done this with other presidents and we've done this with other leaders, the, this, this fourth point, which is really important, possesses emotional intelligence. So emotional intelligence is not often mentioned when one talks about Trump's leadership uh, traits, Dan. Why did you include it as a trait in your article? Well, I've written extensively about emotional intelligence in my articles and in my book. And um, it just seems to me that Trump is the perfect example uh, for learning about emotional intelligence about, uh, and how a leader exercises it or doesn't. So I listed a, a bunch of, um, of areas in my, uh, in my article and in my book, actually, that I think is uh, useful to talk about. So an emotionally intelligent leader... Number one, understands the brutal facts of reality, surrounds himself with people who speak with the unvarnished truth and not sugarcoat reality to play to their ego, doesn't continually make false and misleading statements expecting people to believe them, recognizes the unintended consequences of words and actions, doesn't endanger people to satisfy their own agenda, hire qualified people who possess ethics and integrity, listens to a scientific expert and doesn't undermine or publicly criticize them, doesn't bully and threaten to get what they want, not realizing people have long memories, admits when they are wrong, takes the blame when it's their fault and gets credit when credit is due, doesn't undermine their relationships with allies but builds coalitions, doesn't self-aggrandize and understands it's not about them but about those they lead and those they serve. Now, I know I listed a whole bunch and we don't have time to talk about all of them, but I think those are areas where the president falls short. And and uh, this is a great list, 
you know, that you have, Stan, and I think like in your article, you basically just list them as, as qualities and, and you say, I'll let my readers judge Trump against the above uh, definition. Maybe I'll just pull out, um, you know, one or yeah, I or do two say of these. Yeah, I do say that because everybody's going to have a different view. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we can and, argue these for, uh, for uh, right. till the end of time, uh, but everybody will have their own view. These are my views. Yeah, and that's what's good. And then, like Kathy's saying, we're trying to uh, make it as, as objective as we can, you know, knowing this is such a heated uh, time. One of the things that we talk about with emotional intelligence is self-awareness. And, you know, that's usually the first thing. And I know you probably do this, and Kathy and I do, do this when we deal with leaders. You know, there's a lot of assessments and things that help the self-awareness, strengths and weaknesses. And I remember early on um, someone asked Trump about, you know, do you ever, you know, reflect on things uh, you know, about yourself and decisions you made. And I, and I think one of the comments was, no, I don't really like to do that. I move forward. I may not like what I see in the reflection. <laughs> and so that to me was, you know, it was very telling that, you know, for all of us as a leader, you want to uh, be able to reflect and, and move forward. And I think the other one that to highlight in the stress or emotional intelligence, Kathy and I do this all the time, is the sense of vulnerability and as a leader, which is kind of counter to at least how Trump uh, promotes himself, but you really want to be able to say, and we talk about these learning statements, and there's three learning statements. One is better to say, I don't know, and do you say that as a leader or uh, enough? Another is, I need help. And the third one is, I made a mistake. And those are really important because it does show vulnerability, but it's really from learning. If you're not saying, I don't know, I need help, and I made a mistake, you're not learning. You know, you, you think you know everything. So I'll stop with that. Kath, what, what comments do you have about that? No, I mean, we, we have all seen uh, to the points that, you know, Stan has made an individual who he, <laughs> he does not like individuals that cannot support his decisions. And I... Some of these people I actually have met and I, I admire and love, like Mattis. Um, having worked with the military for as long as I have, I've worked directly with uh, McRaven and um, have hosted both McRaven and uh, Mattis uh, personally. Uh, and I, I, you know, I can understand why people have a hard time understanding why uh, the president would alienate such great leaders and great heroes, uh, you know, in our world, whether you're a military uh, professional or a law enforcement professional. And I think the thing that is very telling here uh, about an individual who cannot do self-reflection is if he is surrounded by anybody who provides him with self-reflection or brings up an exercise or a decision that was less than positive, what do we do, right? We eliminate those people from our um, audience because, again, if we can't ask, I don't know, I need help, or I made a mistake, we'll keep repeating them. So uh, we're going to have to go to one more quick break. And when we come back, I'd like to come back to the question of 
empathy. Uh, we started with uh, a conversation about empathy. I know, Stan, you're not necessarily in agreement with me on uh, on Pence's behavior as a balancing act for Trump. But when we come back, I'd like to jump into empathy with the time that we have left. So don't go away. This is a fascinating conversation with Stan Silverman, the author of Be Different, The Key to Business and Career Success. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence so you and your team perform better? What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, Books and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. Are you a fearless leader? Fearless leaders stop at nothing to win while engaging others through positive action. Fearless leaders operate with a strong sense of freedom. They embrace the courage to fail. They respond to challenges with resilience. They operate from a higher consciousness and they excel through a mindset for success to increase everyone's ROL or return on leadership. You can too. Let Dr. Kathy Greenberg and a rare team of special operations coaches help you realize your full potential at fearlessleadersgroup.com. The Fearless Leaders Group applies a powerful coach approach beyond tools and techniques by fundamentally transforming a leader's core abilities and approaches to any business in as little as 90 days. Act now and receive a free bonus. Go to fearlessleadersquiz.com. Take the free assessment and find out what you are truly capable of. Go to fearlessleadersquiz.com to find the fearless leader in you and discover how being fearless truly equals freedom. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. Listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back. We're talking about Stan Silverman. You can check out some of the other blogs, we're talking about one around Trump's leadership style, but SilvermanLeadership.com. He's got some great blogs there. I think, Stan, you do them probably once a week or so. Is that right? Yes, I'm up to 235. I've done it for the past six year, six and a half years. Oh, that's Never great. missed a week. Okay. Um, so, um, Kathy primed us to talk about empathy. So that's one of... Uh, the other ones that we hadn't mentioned, empathy and credibility. But talk a little bit about empathy, um, you know, as an important leadership trait. 
Well, I think it's I think it's very important if you want to get people to follow you and buy into where you're taking your your organization or what you want to accomplish. Uh, if you're not empathetic, I think you lose credibility and trust. And as I said earlier in the show, once you lose credibility and trust, uh, you can't lead. And so I think this kind of came home uh, recently. Now we we all know we have a, a racial issue in this country. Um, you know that's very clear, but. You know, when George, when George Floyd uh, was killed in police custody, um, we saw police officers taking aggressive action against protesting people protest protest sorry protesting racial injustice. And you know, I think if if the president would have recognized and shown empathy to the family in that situation, uh, and made and said the appropriate words. Uh, with respect to recognizing that most all of our police officers are really great, dedicated servants, but there's those that are not. And we need to really work with the police unions to identify who they are and to uh, remove them from the force. Uh, that would have not played well with, her, with his base, but I think it would have played well with everybody else. And, you know, I, I put myself in my own situation where I have a lot of black friends and colleagues and I know all of them give the talk, quote unquote, the talk to their children on how to behave and remain safe during an encounter with the police. I never did that with my boys, ever. But if you're a black parent, you have to do that. Um, I can, I'm concerned that when my black colleagues and friends are stopped uh, by the police, that they have trepidation during that stop, what's going to happen. Um, and that should, that should not happen. We should not have to give our children uh, the talk, and we should not be have trepidation when we're stopped by the police. And so if he would show empathy and recognize that, many of his followers won't agree with it, but most all of us Americans will. And quite frankly, until that happens, things will never improve. Things will get worse. They will never, ever improve until a leader steps up and takes the mantle and gets the thing done. And President Trump hasn't done that. So, Stan, then if, we, you, if we uh, think about empathy but, for a moment, you know, then you think about at least uh, on the other side, Joe Biden, you know, uh, regardless of whether you vote for him or not, shows a lot of empathy, you know, and I think part of it is all the losses he's experienced with his, his, um, his wife uh, and his child and then his, his son uh, who he lost, you know, to cancer. And, and so you just hear it in his voice. And so I agree, you know, empathy is really important. And Kathy, like you were saying, you kind of hear it in someone's voice and, and you want to be able to, that's the, uh, the neural science of it. You, you want to be able to develop trust in that person. Well, and empathy is and, one of the things. Yeah, and I'm with you. I just want to say something on behalf of our law enforcement uh, before we move on. And that is when we um, put all law enforcement in the same, uh, I just want to say, you know, basket for no other um, proper word at this time, we're doing ourselves a disservice as well. So, and I don't think we said that, but I just want, yeah, I just want to be clear that, you know, we've had uh, Sergeant Tom Collins on the show who helped blow up uh, the Camden um, agency and rebuilt it and they were one of the few 
uh, that we had on the show, Tom was, that shared his uh, camaraderie, and there were pictures plastered all over the, you know, the cover of newspapers of the Camden police marching with their colleagues uh, in their communities. So, um, you know, when I just don't want to put all law enforcement in that basket. As you know, I work closely with law enforcement, and they are wonderful human beings, and just like in yeah, and by the way, society, I'm not doing that. I go, I completely. Oh no, I know. I know you. you're not. I'm just. I, com- I know, I agree but people. Completely with you. Yeah, people hear, but he, you know, Stan, people hear what they want to hear, right? So, um, and and what people start to hear and focus on becomes their reality. So, I think just speaking it out loud, right, um, just helps people hear us. And again, you know, hey, thank I don't. You for I don't doing, mean to thank you for like, doing that. Oh yeah, no worries. I mean, I grew up. Look, my 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 family um, is close to the Biden family. Um, I am not. uh, You know, I don't want to get into comparing Biden to Trump. They're totally different people. But what I'd like to end with, because we only have a couple of minutes here, is this gold standard of leadership. The gold standard of leadership is where all of us should be focused whether it's our own leadership, the leadership of people we put into leadership roles, whether it's law enforcement, the military, or corporate America, or our hospital systems. So close with that comment. Would you please, Stan? I think I want to try to end on a high note here. Yeah, sure. No, um, you know, coming from the corporate world and serving on um, 14 boards, I still serve on six but I've served on a total of 14. I've, I've seen all kinds of leaders. I've served on three public company boards. And um, to me, the gold standard of a, of a great leader uh, can be uh, typified by the CEOs of public companies. They're under intense scrutiny by their board. They're held to very high standards with respect to ethics, integrity, and character. If they make a slip, uh, they risk getting tossed out by the board because of the terrible uh, reputational impact they that would have on their company. And so I always look at that as the epitome of, uh, of leadership, and it's what I strive to do. And I've served on these boards, and I've seen great leaders uh, basically act in that way, and I've seen leaders act uh, not so great. So for all of those who are climbing the, their career ladder, um, I would ask you to study great leaders. Uh, you can. There's a lot of places where you can um, uh, read about them. You can watch good leaders and bad leaders within your own company. I worked for a, a tyrant uh, for many, many years. I learned a tremendous amount from this guy. Uh, I basically uh, became his equal, got promoted to become his equal. I got promoted above him to become his boss, and I fired him. Um, so I've, <laughs> I've that, seen really note. great leaders, and I've seen leaders that <laughs> aren't so great. We are at the top of the hour, and we could probably go on for another hour, Stan, but we're going to have to say goodbye. I do want to remind everybody, Stan Silverman is a great, great uh, individual for providing you with insight on leadership. Please go to silvermanleadership.com. You can read his book, Be Different, The Key to Business and Career Success. Rally, anything you want to say before we say goodbye? No, thank you. I just want to say thanks, and and to our audience, you know, continue to tune in to tune up your performance. We'll speak with you again next week. 
You've been listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We sincerely hope that you gained some great ideas and inspiration on how to elevate your leadership skills. Join us again next Monday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time right here on the Voice America Business Channel.